Hey friends, it's been a while since our last episode, in part because I recently went to work part-time, and today I have the privilege of interviewing my director. We are so blessed to be able to serve hurting families in Arkansas, and I pray that by the end of this podcast, the Lord will stir your heart to be a part in some way. Enjoy my interview with Debbie Walker. Okay, so today I have with me Debbie Walker, who is my boss lady. I know you don't like the word boss, but (laughs) it's what you are to me. You're the director of Desired Haven Family Care. And so I just, I would love for you to start by just, um, we want to get into your story because it informs so much of what you do today. But um, let's talk about the different aspects and what the umbrella uh, ministry is and give name to everything that we're going to talk about so people will know as okay. they're listening what we're talking about. So tell us a little bit about Desired Haven Family Care. Okay. So Desired Haven Family Care is a ministry of Arkansas Baptist Children's Homes. And uh, we have three different uh, three different ministries that come under that. And we have uh, Living Well Counseling, Connected Foster Care, and then Desired Haven Family Care. And so with Desired Haven Family Care, we have three family care homes across the state, Jonesboro and uh, Little Rock and Springdale. Mm -hmm. And uh, in those home sets, we have moms with their children come and live there that may be going through a difficult time, just Mm -hmm. live there for temporarily to get their feet on the ground. We have things that we work on with them and you can probably even speak into that (laughs) not quite not quite yet as much as i want to be able to but you certainly can well um yeah i've just been with you guys about a month now and have been blown away at um just the opportunity that we have as believers um as churches to be a part of this amazing organization and to actually do hands-on ministry. Mm. Um, And so, you know, I know that God has brought me here for a reason, but hearing your story and just the little snippets that I have, I was like, I've got, I've got to interview you. And Mm. so graciously you said yes. So thank you for doing that because (laughs) your story and just the little bits that I've heard, I'm ready to hear more today, but um, is just a testimony to how God uses Mm. everything in our lives for his glory. And so just the snippets that you've told me, I can see, you know, how he has been with you all along the way. So I'd love to go back just as far as you want to go back to um, just how your life began, you know, how it started okay. in the the good and the bad that has brought you yeah. to the place that you're ministering today. Okay. Well, we always have those things the way we want our life to be, you mm-hmm. know, and I think we were talking earlier even how no little girl dreams of becoming a single mom, you mm-hmm. know, you don't sit around thinking, "Oh, I want to be I want to be a single mom someday mm-hmm. struggling and right. and working to to uh, provide for my family or we see that in our families there at the home and I think until I got into family care, I didn't realize how intertwined mm. my own story was with my ministry. As a little girl, I grew up in a in a divorced family, and I can remember having that dream of mm-hmm. wishing that my family were all together. Sure. You know, I think every every child wants that mm-hmm. deep down, and so had that dream, and 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 finally years later did have have a, a family, a young family, and. Uh, and uh, me, my husband, and two girls, and mm-hmm. 
dogs, cats, minivan, yeah. you know, yeah, all the, the all thing. the thing that you think, oh, this is this is the life, you know, that mm-hmm. that I always wanted. And um, but then at at a point uh, in my marriage, I guess we were we had been married twelve years, mm-hmm. and uh, and had two young girls, and and uh, uh, my life drastically changed. And so I was met again with, well, this is not how I wanted my life to be. Mm-hmm. Looking through the lens of that, uh, that's the part that I feel like uh, really in looking back, mm-hmm. saw how people came around, my girls and I, when yeah. my husband died, and and just loved on us, yeah. pointed us to the Lord, uh, didn't give up on us. You mm-hmm. know, I know there were days that they were probably like, ah, Debbie, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. But uh, they just loved on us, walked around, I walked alongside us, um, mm-hmm. came around us as a support system. Yeah. So. so you were how old when your husband passed away? I was 28. Wow. Yeah. And your girls were... 12 and 7. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. devastating and sudden, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. so you were, were you in church? Were you a part of a body yes. at that point? So um, so growing up, we went to church, but okay. it was very sporadic. Uh, so I was not a believer mm-hmm. growing up. The Lord, I just look back on my life, even as a small child, and see His hand of grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then His hand of grace through that, and sure. through the birth of my healthy, beautiful daughter. Yeah. And then at 19, there His grace entered again. You know, that verse we talked about the other day, mm-hmm. uh, my Grace is sufficient for yeah. my powers made perfect in weakness. Like, yeah. um, man, uh, having a healthy, beautiful baby girl. And then his grace again at 19 is when he saved me. Wow. And um, and so uh, through that, uh, then eventually my husband came back to the Lord and mm-hmm. we started go- uh, going to church and and um, growing in the Lord, teaching. Mm-hmm. And he became a deacon. You know, we, wow. it just... God's grace. Yes. I mean, that's all that was. Sure. And Absolutely. so nothing in and of ourselves, but he just gave us that foundation that we needed to mm-hmm. walk. And so Wow. So when he passed away, you were you were in a small town at the time yes. too. Mm-hmm. So small town, probably a small church. Yes, very small, small. body. Yeah. And yeah. um so what did that look like for people to what did you learn during that time? I mean, so much I know, oh. but I'm saying specifically about um you know, you're devastated. You're mm. so broken. This is again yeah. not what you expected at all, or wanted, right. or would have ever dreamed would happen to you. Yes. And here you are in this desperate situation. What did it look like for people to come around you? Oh, it was. I mean, it started immediately. Yeah. Uh, I I remember even when they came to tell me. So my husband was an ag pilot. Okay, and uh, he had a plane crash early one morning, and mm. so. I, you know, I still remember going to the door and and my pastor and father being there at the door and and um and just I think shock hit For sure. immediately and and so there's some things that are very muddled but mm-hmm. one of the things that sticks out in my mind is my house was full of people that mm-hmm. just came in and took over yeah. did things from everything from laundry to maybe mowing my yard to whatever food yes. what I mean they just were there yeah. and um and then as the days went on they continued mm-hmm. like there was that group that just never stopped mm-hmm. you know they gave me my space they gave us our space but but they didn't stop mm-hmm. and and there was a period of about seven years that 
is really marked with lots of loss. I lost. I ended up losing both parents in mm. the in uh, in the following years very closely, and then mm-hmm. just um, a wreck, a break in, um, mm. roof leaks, broken bones, stitches. Mm. I mean, you know, just different things. Yes. Still trips to the emergency room with my children. You know, just so many things. But these faces all come back to me mm. when I think back in the during those years and um and just precious people that would call me and say the lord gave me this verse for you Mm -hmm. i'm praying for you times that i cried they cried with me and so that's when we began the advocacy program Mm -hmm. which is the second part of family care i I, I left that off Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that missing piece that we that uh family care i feel Mm -hmm. like has has been missing since we started. Yeah. And we just recently this past year got to add that. And yeah. it's where we're able to come and long and uh, help churches mm-hmm. provide people to walk alongside our families. And yeah. and that's where I think I've seen my life and, and ministry intersect is is when I look at the pages of Desired Haven and our program and mm-hmm. the things that we do work with our families on, I can almost pinpoint when I learned that or right. when someone shared that truth with me or That's right. all those many times that they pointed me back to him and said, you know, regardless of what you're going through, he's still good. His yeah. plan is still good. Yeah. He's there, you know. And, right. So. Yeah. And nobody was trained to do that. I'm sure it rocked your community almost as much as it did your family. And mm. it was just out of the overflow of their relationship with the Lord, yeah. their love for you, that they just started doing what they knew you needed it wasn't like they had 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 been trained it right. was just them walking with the lord and right. walking it out in in ministering to you and here you are the recipient and not knowing all along that god is um <laughs> allowing you to experience something that you would turn around one day and help implement yeah. in the life of others yeah. and so just He's in every single detail. And like we were talking the other day, he doesn't waste anything. Right. And so you um, you and your daughters experienced it, you know, and yeah. how we talked about loss, you know, loss is loss and it's so painful and it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily take that pain at all away, but it does right. soften it and give you, again, people to walk with yeah. and not be isolated and alone. Yeah. And so I think... Um, you know, fast forward many years later, here here you are again, you know, leading us in that charge to be mm. that for these women. And it's just so beautiful. So, you know, in painting that that backdrop of where you've been, um, how did you get involved in, you know, what was the process of you getting to where you are today? Like, where did it start? How did you get involved in Arkansas Baptist Children's Homes? So um, coming from a small church, uh, our that was something that our church our pastor always kept before us is such a beautiful ministry, mm-hmm. Arkansas Baptist Children's Homes. And so I can remember from even being a new believer and being like, not really even knowing what ministry was, sure. uh, hearing about it and being just curious. Mm-hmm. And, and when I would hear people come and speak about it, um, just just being very intrigued and thinking, someday I'd like to do something mm-hmm. like that. And then uh, when Mike passed away, um, I, I thought eventually that's what I would like to do. I wanted to do something in ministry, mm-hmm. and I had done women's ministry for a time, and uh, but it came to the point where uh, I was going to be empty nest. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest 
uh, was getting married, and uh, my youngest had gradu- was graduating from high school and going overseas for a gap year between college. And okay. I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I want to do ministry, mm-hmm. and and I really thought it was going to be missions. I okay. thought uh, I would uh, because in the meantime, the Lord had really laid missions on my heart, and had kind of pursued that a little bit, but felt like I needed to. Uh, was advised to stay here at least until my youngest got into college mm-hmm. for a year, and so I thought, well, while I'm here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Arkansas Baptist Children's Homes. That's I want to apply there, and mm-hmm. and they had a position open um, in Paragold at the emergency shelter, and so mm-hmm. at that point, uh, we had emergency shelters that would take children in, and. Okay. Um, in a uh, situation where they needed someone right then, and mm-hmm. it was a temporary placement until they could find a longer-term placement or they went back home. Okay. And so um, I did that for a time. And um, and like I said, in my head, it was only going to be for a short time. But the Lord began to change my heart toward that as He began to open my eyes uh, to see that this was missions as well. This was, it was just a different type. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. And I just, oh, I loved our kids so much. But then there was a time point where I found myself just getting kind of almost disgruntled and and upset with the birth parents thinking, because oh, I would see these hurt, the hurt in these children and sure. I just didn't understand. And one day I went to the door I was giving, uh, handing a child to his mother, his birth mother, and that didn't normally happen. But mm-hmm. through circumstances, uh, this was that was the situation this day. And I remember the Lord allowed me to just see the pain and hurt in mm-hmm. her eyes as she took her child, who really didn't recognize her, mm-hmm. and uh, or want to go to her, yeah. and she just the pain. And that's when He gave me that message of no one sets out to become. A single parent, or to right. lose their children, right. uh, and and that goes back to you know what we talked about at the mm-hmm. beginning, and mm-hmm. and um, and I thought who better to you know to to have their children than the, their birth Absolutely. families, but sure. these families didn't have the tools. That's when right. he began to lay that on my heart, and yeah. um, in the meantime, uh, Arkansas Baptist Children's Homes were, were uh, they had in plans to begin family care. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were working with a family in Jonesboro, Arkansas, that wanted to build a home in memory of their family member. And uh, and that was in the works. I had no idea that that was something that was in the works at that time. And eventually I moved over into family care as resident manager. Okay, so explain to people listening what family care looks like um it's a lot there's a lot that goes into it but in those homes what like what did you walk into when you started working there um maybe a little bit about what it looks like today okay so uh Jonesboro was our first home, and it was the first time we had done family care. Uh, our agency had done family care, and so it was kind of new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kristen Hayes, mm-hmm. she was she was our case manager, so it was me, resident manager. We had a case manager, and then we had a director there mm-hmm. in in Jonesboro, and uh, and so the home is six suites. They're two bedroom, one bath suite. So each family gets their own. Uh, suite, but mm-hmm. then it's group living in the kitchen, living room, uh, 
dining mm-hmm. that that area. But the resident manager lives there twenty four seven, and uh, and works with the families, offering accountability, encouragement, that sort of thing, and and, and manages the home. Mm-hmm. And then the case manager, uh, which is what you are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, y'all, you, and and you may want to speak into that more, but but work with a plan of care and yeah. that is individual for that family, yeah. and so letting the family help set their goals mm-hmm. and uh, and helping them work to achieve those, mm-hmm. offering resources and accountability. So. Yeah, and so you're, or we ask them to. Um, Stay at least four to six months mm-hmm. um, so that they can benefit from the program that we have established and work on those goals and save money and get to a place where we can transition them to um, successfully living outside the home. So you did the resident manager. So that's what you went. You went in yes. from the emergency shelter to being resident manager. Yes. You yes. did that for how many years? I did that for four and a half years. Wow. Um, at, at the emergency shelter, I was a relief house parent. So okay. I would be on for a shift and off for a shift. But okay. I did that for three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. So. so day in and day out, that's really difficult. It's a difficult job. It's, I'm sure, full of blessings and hard times as well. Um, I know you've shared a few things. I think a, few, a couple of times with me, just some, you know, th- things that touched your heart so with these yeah. mom or your heart with these moms and stories that were successful i mean there's a lot that aren't and there's some that are and so do any come to mind when you're talking about resident Mm -hmm. managing and i think that is so like you know we hear well the success stories Mm -hmm. or the this or the that and you know i feel like success looks different for each family and and there i go back to my own story there were so many times that it was one step forward, two steps back, sure. and then maybe eventually it was two steps forward and one step back. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a time of learning to walk. And mm. so I think for me, success looks like, you know, I want my moms to know that they're not in it alone. That's right. That ultimately it, he is there. Mm-hmm. He is their uh, desired haven. He Absolutely. is their, their husband. And uh, so that that scripture where we talk about uh haven mm-hmm. you know is 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 so i see that as success is as yeah. cuz you know first we're kind of like a haven to them mm-hmm. uh, and then we help them put their boundaries on their physical havens yeah. but but ultimately we want them walking with him mm-hmm. and and uh and so whatever that may look like if there are any seeds planted mm-hmm. uh that to me is success but yeah. Uh, we do have, I do have those stories, those mm-hmm. moms that are still, that will still text me here yeah. and there. I had a text from one of my moms the other day. Her daughter got a job and she sent wow. a picture and, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's just celebrating those little milestones still absolutely. with them. It's a joy. It oh, really absolutely. is. Yeah. And to see them walk. And like, like you said, the seeds planted. I mm-hmm. think that that is the most important part. Yeah. That you're investing for that season, however long that is, yeah. into them and loving on them and just showing yes. them Jesus. And that's what I have been just so um, blessed by is just seeing how they come in and it does lift that weight, that burden mm-hmm. off of their shoulders for, for a little while. They get to just breathe mm-hmm. um, and it is just, and then they can hear, you know, right. this, the the message of Jesus and the message that they are loved and their children are right. loved and in the best way we can, pointing them to him. 
you know, ultimately at the end of the day, in when our moms lay their heads down at night, they're the ones that that everything is resting upon. Yeah, you know, and and we want to walk alongside, help shoulder some of that. Mm-hmm. But then, as we're able to share Christ with them mm-hmm. and 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 share Him with them, that they can depend on Him in real and literal ways. You yeah. know. Um, I think that's when we begin to see them walking in a different way. You mm. know, sometimes it may take a while. Sure. You know, I've I've gotten a letter after the fact. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a call after the fact. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and sometimes it's it's later on down the road. But yeah. but very thankful for those those times of encouragement. Oh, for know? sure, those yeah. opportunities that are just wide open. It's just it's such yeah. a beautiful thing. Um, so. As you were the resident manager and as you were there, you took a little bit of time off because mm-hmm. it was very, it's very heavy work. There's no yes. doubt about it. Yes. Um, so for that season. So what was God doing in that? When did he start giving you that vision? Well, okay. So he planted the vision when you had handed that child to yes. that mom. Yes. And saying they need, they need some mentorship. They need some advocacy, you know, all. Yes. Of, so that's kind of where God had started it. Yes. So after living in the home with these women, and babies and children. Um, like, what was God doing at that point? Okay. Well, I think in the beginning, when He first laid that on my heart, I thought, oh, I, I just wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought, if if I could just love them enough, you mm-hmm. know, and it was all in my own strength, yeah. you know. And so, even going to family care in the beginning, I just wanted to love on them enough and. And that was not yeah. that was not where it was at. Right. And so, yeah, I think in those first years we were on a learning curve, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to figure out what, you know, how to connect and how to and and um, and so after after that time of of just that learning, the Lord began to give me. Um, I, I noticed certain things that would repeat with mm. meeting with each mom, and yeah. and uh, and that's when he began to lay on my heart Desired Haven, and and which is the workbook that that we use right now, and mm-hmm. and it's just a skeleton of sorts of 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 just some of the seven the seven areas that we work on with the moms, but that's where I began to see those teachings that mm-hmm. that I had received so many years ago, right. kind of be able to really uh, come into play. And uh, so I'm not a writer. I'm not a, uh, I, I, but my, my supervisor kept saying, put this down, put this down. Mm -hmm. And I think it just came to a point of, am I going to do this? Or like, I felt like the Lord was saying in order to, you know, I needed to, I needed to do that to be in obedience to him. And and so I did, but I didn't know how he was going to use it. Mm -hmm. And, and so at that same time is when I stepped down for a bit to, mm-hmm. to take a break and just kind of left it like, Lord, whatever you wanted it. So it just kind of sat for a while. Yeah. I really didn't know what to do with it, but had um, talked about different, um, you know, different people had mentioned mentor programs and mm-hmm. this and that. And, mm-hmm. and, but I had not put it all together yet. Sure. And, and uh, so I guess, um, about a year later, we started looking into it as a potential mentoring program. Yeah. And and I had a friend who allowed me to try it out at their church. They have a they have a church there in Jonesboro and 
we we started working with a, a small group of ladies there, and mm. then during that time is when um, Derek, our our uh, director mm-hmm. at, at Arkansas Baptist Children's Homes, uh, we had talked and and we just got to talking about about mentoring and mm-hmm. and the missing piece for family care yeah. and and so like and the rest is history. It just kind of it kind of evolved from there. I mean, I I love that uh, that our ministry, um, the heart of Arkansas Baptist Children's Homes, mm-hmm. is to keep the family together, right. keep sibling groups together. Sure. So our connected foster care um, ministry, actually, that's one of the big things that we do is we're able to keep large sibling groups together in foster homes. Mm-hmm. And Amazing. so I love yeah. that regardless of whether it's our counseling ministry, right. our foster care ministry, Desired Haven, mm-hmm. it's all about the family and yeah. keeping these families together. Yeah. And so that was that was their heart. And and then also, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing it through a connected way, right. through um, a way where we can connect first and build yeah. those relationships. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that was the beauty of it. Oh, and through yeah. that, through getting in, you know, direction mm-hmm. uh, from him and others in our ministry, my my direct supervisor, um, Charles. I mean, all mm-hmm. of everybody had a part. Yeah. Uh, each resident manager, each case manager. Yes. You know, just going around talking to. And it. I think I shared this with you the other day. Like advocacy and desired haven to me in my mind is like this beautiful mosaic Mm -hmm. and it's like each member has brought a piece to the table and put it in that picture and it forms this beautiful picture Mm -hmm. of this lighthouse you know absolutely um, because we're we've all there's there's been so many parts and Mm -hmm. each person has played a different part in that yeah oh yeah you can totally see that and i see it in the future also of you know, churches and individuals from all over being a part and being an yes. advocate and bringing their own experience into it. And yes. yeah, it is. Well, even in the way he put our team together, yeah. you know, has been beautiful. And then uh, last night at your home, mm-hmm. uh, you hosted a, yeah. a get together for our advocates yeah. here in this area and hearing their stories yeah. and them bringing their piece to the table. That's right. It, it really is a beautiful, I think, picture yes. of what the body of Christ. Oh, absolutely. Is. Yes. I mean, my one of the things that I love about my job is that I do get to work with these advocates and having them in the home, I think was a, I mean, it was emotional for you because it was probably this full yes. circle moment of like that years ago, God giving you that vision, mm. seeing it come to fruition, you know, with these people and how, um, how he's done it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I just think of that verse is it in Proverbs, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he will do it. Mm. And he's done it. And so um, that's what I really want to get the word out about today is just how, okay, what it looks like. So let's talk about the nuts and bolts of like a connected family. So a family goes into foster care for whatever reason. um, And then what, what is your, what is the desire for um, the advocate to be so not only do we have in desired haven family care at the home we have advocates working with the families there but also we are wanting them to work with parents who are not at the home but have just been separated from their children 
for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about like what that looks like, advocacy, um, just the the steps of that. So um, when a family comes into care, um, we would be working with our connected case managers to uh, they would identify those families that's birth families that would be open to having an advocate come alongside them. Mm-hmm. So there's there's this aspect of being able to connect with them and build that relationship so that when they are doing things like parenting mm-hmm. or getting a home ready or whatever, those aren't things that they would just check off their list right. to to get their children back, but they would be things that we would that the advocate would walk alongside providing that support, but also helping form a support system around them Mm -hmm. so that it's not just checking something off of a list, but becoming a way of life. Like they realize that they're not in this alone. Right. Um, You know, which I keep reverting back to my own story. Of course. That's, that's what helped me walk again. Yeah. Um, I know there were times that people wanted to probably throw their hands up with me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, when I pushed back or mm-hmm. when I stumbled again, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They stayed. And yeah. and so we say an advocate does three things. They they first support by building a relationship and helping put together a support system. Mm-hmm. Second, they um they help secure the boundaries of their physical haven, mm-hmm. you know, by putting uh, guidelines from God's word yeah. onto, you know, onto their lives, onto these areas of their lives. But that third part mm-hmm. is stay. Mm. And so even when they push back, mm-hmm. even when they stumble again, yeah. those people in my life stayed. Right. And I'm so thankful for that. And I think that's what an advocate would do with this family in, in whatever it is that mm-hmm. that family knows that they're not alone in this walk. And yeah. as a body of Christ, I feel like that's what we're called to do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And do it in such a Christ-like way, whereas he doesn't come in. Mm. The Lord does not come in with us with, you know, the whole list of rules. And you have to do this, 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 and right. this before I can be in relationship with you. It's about relationship first. Right. And then... Right. He cleans us up mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he works on the areas, but it's not yeah. before the relationship. Right. And so that's what I love so much. It's not legalistic. It is, it is about connecting with that mm. person. Yes. And so many times when people have found themselves in these situations, they don't have those relationships in their lives that mm. will support them. And so mm-hmm. this is somebody stepping in saying, I'm here, mm-hmm. um, you know, for whatever reason, they may not have any support yeah. and um, or at least support that is going to be healthy and beneficial mm-hmm. and pointing them to the Lord. And so we just have such an opportunity with yeah. so many. Um, and there is a great need. Would you like to speak to that? And like just the <laughs> what we heard yesterday and just the, yeah. the need in our state. Yes, yes. Well, and and that's, I think, so uh, yesterday when we had a meeting with mm-hmm. some of our our um, our employee, our state employees with mm-hmm. uh, with the foster care system, uh, just seeing the heaviness on their hearts, yeah. and and um, and even I'm thinking of an instance uh, that I got to experience the day before Christmas Eve in mm-hmm. in uh, in a, a thing where they. We had a family that had been taken in, and and we were able to uh, help with with uh, Christmas presents. Mm. And but but it hit me when holidays. Everybody else is getting ready for the holidays. It doesn't stop for them. No. You know, we've got we've got state workers, amazing state workers mm-hmm. that that their job never ends. Right. They might they may be spending the night 
in an office with a family of children, yeah. you know. So how can we as a church come mm-hmm. around them and support mm-hmm. them as well? And I know that, it, you know, when we talk about getting involved with families from hard places and it may be intimidating. For sure. But we're not asking anyone to come in and fix anybody. Right. We're not asking anyone to come in with a social work degree. Right. We just need people that will love on these families walk alongside them and say hey you're not alone right you know i'm here i'm here for you Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't have to have all the answers yeah i can't tell you how many times i've said i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't have the answers but i can try to find out and i can pray for you right and 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 i can listen to you yeah and and that's all we're asking um Mm -hmm. is that that you're walking alongside not coming in and trying to fix everything for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So advocacy started. It's it's fairly new. Yes. Okay. Yes. How new is it? Just this year. Okay. Well, 2020. We're in okay. 2021 now. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's been weird. I'm yes. sure it yes. may not even have been. I mean, COVID has messed up a lot of things. Yes. But um, so it's new. It is. But what are you seeing just in the in the first few months here what are you seeing that has changed from like what you were doing before or introducing advocacy mm. now desired haven is the workbook that you wrote that you were talking about that the advocates go through with these mothers um and so what are you seeing like what are just some of the benefits what are well just in some of the quotes that we've been hearing from the moms i yeah. think they're loving having someone that understands what they're going through Mm -hmm. they you know our resident managers are wonderful i'm so thankful for our resident managers but they're one person with up to six families and so they're kind of spread thin already and Mm -hmm. and then case managers the same and so this advocate is just one to one Mm -hmm. and and i think that's what i'm hearing a lot is is that i love having someone that will walk through this with me instruct me in this Mm -hmm. last night even at your home Mm -hmm. one of the advocates said that her mom was saying uh i'm loving this Mm -hmm. can we can we meet again next week and and so i'm thinking um the greatest thing that i'm seeing is just like going back to what we said, they're they're feeling like they have someone walking alongside mm-hmm. them with it, walking that they're not alone. Absolutely. In it. Yeah. It is so beautiful. It's so amazing to be able, like as the case manager, to be able to um to offer that, to have that as an and mm-hmm. you know, this is what we can do for you. That we have this person who just wants to be your friend right. and just walk with you and she's there for you. And then I mean, it's gonna be amazing once this gets going and we get more advocates for these case managers outside the home to be able to offer that to parents who want to reconnect with their children right? and say, you're not alone. I mean, to be able for them to have that person that is ready to step into that family's life, you know, they have hundreds of people that they're dealing with, Mm -hmm. but if this advocate can go be with that, you know, one-to-one have that family then what a resource and what an opportunity. It's just, it's amazing. And I'm super excited about it. Um, And just see so much potential for people to step in. So if people are listening to this and they're like, sounds terrifying, sounds like (laughs) the scariest thing I've ever heard. I would never want to do that. Talk to me about what what makes a good advocate. Who Mm. makes a good advocate? 
So when I think through and going back, I think through the people that just stood out, stand out in my mind, you know, uh, did they always get it right? Mm. No. Yeah. But they were there. Mm -hmm. And um, have I always gotten it right when I've when I've advocated for someone? No. Yeah. But I've tried to be there, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think availability Mm. and and just being able to say, you know what, I'm not going to always get it right. Yeah. But I, I know who does. That's right. And I can point you toward him. Yeah. Um, I think that would be the biggest thing is 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 just trust that mm-hmm. God's gonna if God has if God has laid this on your heart to do something like this, that mm-hmm. he's gonna give you what you need. I, I can remember even going into emergency care, being ter- terrified. Sure. I had a list of things that if this ever happens, oh, I hope this never. Ha- and if that, did, you know, and and believe me, most of the things on that say, list did, did happen. Everyone happened. Yes, and so uh, lots and you of lived calls, through it. and I lived through it. Yes, lots of calls to my supervisor at the time. Yeah. Uh, lots of tears, yeah. but I wouldn't change it. Okay. You know, I would not change it. And so I think just don't be afraid. Uh, yeah. And and I think the biggest thing is is having a willing heart Mm. and and being available yeah i love that one of the advocates yesterday said as she was driving to meet her mom for the first time she was like having all these insecure thoughts of course the enemy was placing them in her mind what do i have to offer and then the lord was like me you Mm. have me to offer her and what more we don't need anything else Mm. yes it can be awkward and it can be hard to step into these places but we have Jesus mm-hmm. to offer, and that's what they need. Yeah. You it's know, one of the need. most beautiful pictures is the picture that you have of your one of your advocates and one of your moms cooking together, yep. and their hands mm-hmm. are out there. In the, and I and I just I think that's beautiful it is. because it's it's just showing what I think we're called to do. That's right. As as older women mm-hmm. for younger women, yeah, and. Uh, and everybody's got somebody younger. Yes. Like everybody. That's right. And and so I feel like that is Yeah. That's it's the key. It is. It's absolutely the key. And there's great need. And um, you know, not everybody is gonna be able to open their home and be foster parents. Right. And not everybody is going to be, you know, all these things that you think when you think of that ministry and you think of that world it's very intimidating mm-hmm. and scary and seems like a lot to get into um, and to feel called to, which, you know, we, we are called. It's the Great Commission, right? Mm-hmm. It is yeah. go and make disciples. And it's like this, we, through this ministry, do the training, which is very easy. I mean, it's it's very simple. Yeah. It doesn't take a long time to be Self-paced. trained. Yes, yeah. you yeah. have a workbook that is clearly laid out there. And if you can have a conversation and sit down with somebody and love on them, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very, uh, if you've ever thought about getting into something like this, this is the way to do it, I feel like. Yeah. Just opening that door and just saying yes. And so I really pray, I mean, my prayer has been that so many will listen to your story and hear this mm-hmm. and just, you know, just ask and and look for more. And we're gonna have the, uh, the website of the um, ministry you know, in the notes for this okay. and all the information Wonderful. that anybody would need. 
that can um, just click on it and just investigate it and see if it's somewhere that the Lord's leading. Wonderful. So that would be great. Um, So now you are the director. You're the boss lady. So how did that happen? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. You say you were, but what I love about it and what Savannah uh, the resident manager that I work with says all the time, it's like, Debbie lived this. Like, she has been here. So, I mean, there's, it's just the best to be able to have somebody that's leading us that has mm. walked every single step of this. So, how did that happen? It just goes back to His grace, I think. Uh, I I had such a heart for it, and it was hard for me to step down when I did. Yeah. Uh, but I knew I just needed some time. Uh, I didn't know what. I knew I wasn't leaving my calling, mm-hmm. but but just leaving minis- the ministry for a bit, mm-hmm. and um, and at the time, uh, we all three homes were uh, under three different directors. Okay, and so um, as our agency was kind of shifting around, and and uh, like I said, uh, uh, we came under. All of uh, we have living well, mm-hmm. which is our counseling, and and it, and during this time, it was coming all under one director because okay. it had been under different directors as well. So all of the counseling came under one director. All of the foster care came under one director, mm-hmm. and they wanted family care to be all under one director. So okay. ran under one program, one director, yeah. and so whenever um, Derek and I had started talking, that's. That's when mm-hmm. uh, he he shared that his heart was to have that under one director, and so that's when when I came back to mm-hmm. and and it has been a, a job that I, I never imagined I sure. would be in, but I love it. I yeah. can't imagine doing anything else. And yeah. yes, I was very fearful sure. because um I, that's not my forte. You know, like <laughs> I did not think know that I could. I I, I just felt like it was something that. I would never have been able to do yeah and and but god's grace again yeah and and i i and i couldn't if i didn't have such an amazing team mm-hmm. and and that's where god pieced that together mm-hmm. and i think that is the whole key is that it's not a boss and that's why when you say that i'm like no i'm <laughs> sorry not, because i think we're all sisters right. in christ Absolutely. working toward the same goal yeah and, it's, and that is what is beautiful and about we're it. this team that again mm-hmm. is even in the, our team i think it's a mosaic where we each bring mm-hmm. a different piece to it and and so we form this one body yeah. which is our team and and Absolutely. so that's how i see myself not yeah. as director but as part of a team of amazing women so oh for sure it is it's beautiful and it is i mean you're you're made for it there's no doubt about it and just what god has done to lead you up to this point is it's so obvious that you're here because of him you know i think each one of us that's what's so beautiful like i loved hearing your story and Mm -hmm. how he brought you here yeah and you and i had even talked back last Mm -hmm. year you know and 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 how Mm -hmm. Just immediately, I felt like when we started talking about the program, there's yeah. something clicked there. Yes, and God knew back then yeah. that He was bringing I mean, you to us. So <laughs> I'm very dreamed. thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, I would have never dreamed, but it's so it's so His heart. I'm just blown away to be a part of it because yeah. it's just He's all yeah. in it. You know, you walk into the home and you can just feel His presence there, and it is it's so neat. So I think going back when we talked about like um, 
how no child plans yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I didn't dream of being, I didn't want to grow up in a divorced home. Sure. I didn't want to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we, God knew, yeah. like God knew. Mm-hmm. And, and although, you know, we would write our stories differently, right. um, it's amazing to see how his plan plays out and, and the amazing things that he can do in and through even plans that we would not necessarily have chosen. So that's what I want my families to see Mm -hmm. is, is letting him be a part of that, you know, surrendering that to him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you are a, uh, just a testimony of it. So when they hear that it's possible, right, that it's not something that you would have wanted we all end up in those situations. It's not where we thought we'd be. It's not where we wanted to be. But surrendering that to him, mm. you're not just saying it as a part of a Bible study. You've lived it, which makes yeah. all the difference to somebody who's sitting on the other side of the table having to walk it out. Mm. So it's it's huge. And that is what the Lord does, brings those people into our lives. And it's just so beautiful. Well, I know that you know a lot of things, but what's the one thing, <laughs> the one thing that you could share today that you know after this journey, mm. I mean, and you're still in the journey, we all are, but like, yeah. what comes to mind um, when I ask you that question? Okay, I'm going to read this first really quickly. Um, Isaiah 30, part of thirty fifteen, and it says, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength, and mm-hmm. I think... My one thing would be that even when we don't understand his plan, to be able to trust mm. trust him yep. with it, trust him with our story. Absolutely. So. It's so good. So good. Thank you, Debbie, for sharing. Um, I wanted to end today. I was in Psalm 107 this morning, which is where Desired Haven mm. comes from. That name comes from there. Um, but I was reading the very end of it, and I'm sure that you're very well aware of this, but I've just thought this was such a great way to end. It says, he sets the needy securely on high away from affliction and makes his family like a flock. The upright see it and are glad, but all unrighteousness shuts its mouth. Who is wise? Let him give heed to these things and consider the loving kindness of the Lord. Mm. Psalm 107, 41 through 43. It's his loving kindness. Yeah. That's what's on display. At this home, in your life, and um, He is so faithful. And Psalm 107 is such a picture of all of our lives, crying out to the Lord, and He he does it. He sets the needy securely high away. And I was thinking of that home that we're in right now, you know, that Desired Haven Family Care is a secure place where they can Mm. rest, and the Lord brings each one of them there. So it's it's a beautiful picture, and I'm so happy to be a part and happy to know you and your story. So thank you for sharing it. Well, I'm very thankful for you and, and for Savannah and the mm-hmm. amazing ministry y'all are doing here. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All Jesus. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. That wasn't hard. We talked a lot today about advocacy, but there are many other ways that you can be involved in helping families in crisis in your area. For more information, please click on the link to desiredhaven.org in this podcast description. If you'd like to know more about the Grigg family or other ministries of Vertical Community Church, visit verticalnwa.org.